0: God. He is a faithful. He is one that we can trust, and we can depend on. And we are so grateful for that this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just worship you today. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your loving kindness that is better than life. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise God. Lord, we appreciate you joining us here on this morning. One Life Church, and we thankful for Jesus and what He has done for us in the finished work of Calvary. And so we just rejoice in that one today. Amen. Praise you. And so we're just I'm going to get into the word here this morning. And I want to talk to you today about something that is not talked about a lot in churches today, but it is still true and it is still real. I want to talk to you today about being touched by the blood, touched by the blood. I still believe in the power, in the blood of Jesus. I still believe there is wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. I believe as we gain a fresh revelation of His blood that that it will back the enemy off that has come against us and will break that stronghold off of our mind. The power of sickness and infirmity and pain and impossibility and poverty and lack and bondage and addiction, whatever it is that is holding you back, can be broken off of your life today because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. There are three main blood types that we know of. There's type A, there's type B, there's type O, and type AB. 45% of people have type O blood. 40% have type A blood. And then 10% have type B blood. And 5% have type AB blood. But there is even more rare types of blood that even fewer people have. In fact, there is one blood type that has only been found in three people. But there is one that is even more rare than that that has been found only in one person. And it was found in the person of Jesus Christ. It is the perfect, precious blood of Jesus. Amen. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me holy again? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so here this morning, I want to talk to you about being touched by the blood. In First Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7, it says, Therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ, your Passover, was sacrificed for us. Amen. Amen. And then one more scripture here this morning in First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. Which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. Which liveth and abideth forever. This word incorruptible means sinless. Without blemish. It's perfect. It's incorruptible. It's immoral. It's not corruptible at all. And as verse 23 tells us. That incorruptible seed is the word of God. Jesus is the word. He is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. He is the precious lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. I want you to really grab hold of this statement here today because it is our heritage is one of perfection. Our heritage is one of perfection. I don't know where you came from. I don't know what your background is, but I can tell you today if you are a child of God, that our heritage is one of perfection. I am an imperfect man who has been made perfect. How can I say this? How can I say that I am perfect? Well, you have to understand today that, that you are not just perfect A a, a fleshly being but you are a spirit being and when you were born again it was you was born of a perfect spirit and so I was born of the spirit of Christ and the spirit is made a, a perfect spirit within me and so you see when the spirit of man was created it was recreated in perfection And this is a result of the perfect blood, the perfect lamb, Jesus Christ, who came and and Jesus was the incorruptible seed and the only one without sin and the only one without blemish and the only one who was perfect and he was the perfect seed. And whenever I accepted him as Christ and Savior of my life, he made my spirit perfect within me. Amen. He made me whole. So he, he he had to be sinless. He had to be perfect. He had to be without blemish. and without uh, In order for the blood to be perfect, the lamb had to be perfect. And if the lamb wasn't perfect, then there was no way that the blood could be perfect. But we have this today in Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 20. It tells us, whoever, speaking of the lamb has blemish, shall not be, you shall not offer it. In other words, the lamb that had a blemish was ineligible for sacrifice. It could not be offered up for a sacrifice if it had a blemish. So the offering of an eternal blood and an eternal lamb absolutely had to be perfect because it was not. if it was not perfect, it could not be offered and could not be accepted for that redemption. We understand Jesus was the only one who could do this. He was the only one that could be the perfect sacrifice. And he was the perfect lamb. Amen. He was born again by the spirit of a perfect lamb. this means our heritage is perfect. Not in our flesh, in our spirit. And we've got to understand when when God, we've got to be able to understand that we're spirit, soul, and body so that we can correctly divide the word of truth. And when he says that we're perfect, some religious people will say, oh no, I'm not perfect. I, nobody is perfect with God. But the reality of it is he made us perfect in our spirit. And so that our spirit is saved. Amen. Amen. And so the moment as Jesus into our life our spirit is saved our soul is being saved as we receive weakness, the engrafted word of God which is able to save our soul, our mind, our will and our emotions and so if you want your mind, your will and your emotions to be changed give him the word of God Amen. that's the reason we ran that video today we've got our minds fixed and I understand that the, the challenge of the flesh we death scroll on the screen like it's some kind of uh, Olympian stadium of how many is dying every second and every moment and, and we get all of that mess in our minds. But I challenge you today to turn that mess off, get in the word of God and feed your spirit and say, Spirit, you're going to hear the word of God. You're going to hear the word of the Lord. You're going to hear the hope of glory and it's going to work well in my life. You believe in giving some praise here today. I can boldly tell you today that I'm an imperfect man that has been made perfect. Our DNA is perfect because our salvation is perfect. Our redemption is perfect. And perfection always trumps imperfection. And the blood represents the death to all sin and to all the life of men. When man was touched by the blood, Man became perfect in that blood. Man became perfect by that blood. And so that is why I can tell you today that the enemy cannot touch what has been touched by the blood, hallelujah. I wanna say that again for you because you might have been drinking your coffee. The the, the enemy cannot touch what has been touched by the blood, hallelujah. You might give God some praise and thanks for that today. Because even though the enemy may come knocking at your house, he may become knocking at your life, if you've been covered by the blood, he's not able to touch what has been touched by the blood, right? In Exodus chapter 11, we see the Passover. We see how it begins there. And we know that Egypt is rebelling against God. And and all of these crazy things are happening. And they will not turn their hearts toward God. And they will not allow Israel to be free. And and God begins to release the plagues upon the land. And the Bible says that frogs in their bed at night. Well, that's the way I read it. And it was nice. And there was all kinds of plagues that came upon Egypt because they would not submit themselves to God. And the last plague that was to come, that would go through Egypt, the death angel would pass through Egypt. And as it passed through Egypt, the people were instructed to get a spotless lamb. And they were to slay that lamb and they were to eat that lamb for dinner that night. They were to eat it all. It talks about the bitterness, but it also talks about the sweetness. And we don't have time to preach that today, but it's a beautiful story as you look at it. But then we look and we see that they were still keep the blood and they were to take the palm trees or or the leaves and they were to take those and to put the blood upon the Doorpost. They were to take it and put it upon the mantle. And then with that night, the dead angel would pass through the Egypt. And whenever he saw the blood, he would pass over the house. But wherever there the blood had not been applied, the death angel would visit that family. And the firstborn son of the family would die. The firstborn of every animal of the flock would die. And there would be a death there because they had not applied the lamb. They had not gotten the lamb and ate the lamb. They did not take the blood and apply it to their house. And so and says, life is in this place. It screams and says, devil, no, you can't touch this house. You can't touch my family. Life is in this place. And I want to tell you that it was a beautiful picture of what was to come when Jesus would come and say, when you were a bellowing voice, it screams, life is in this place, hallelujah, there is life in the blood, when Cain killed Abel, the Bible says that his blood cried out from the ground, Jesus' blood is still crying today, it's still redeeming today, it's still healing today, it's still delivering today. He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Now the first word power there means authority, which means permission, freedom, right to rule. It's talking about strength. It's talking about power to command, right? Power to command. And he says, "That's that's the kind of power I've given you over the power of the enemy. What is the power of the enemy? Is the Greek means force, strength, or energy. It means might to carry out a task. He said, I've given you the power over the enemy. I've given you the energy. I've given you the might to carry out a task. In this messed up world, you can often see a three or a four-year-old child that is crossing their grown parent around. And I have to scratch my head and say, what's up with that? (laughs) I wonder how in the world does a parent let a 40-pound child run their lives? Yes, yes, yes. I know I'm preaching to you and me both. Right? The answer is this. A 40-year-old has been given authority. But then the four-year-old has been given that authority by the 40-year-old. This is not authentic authority. This is fortified authority. Are you hearing me today? He is this little three or four-year-old has not been given authentic authority. He has been given a fortified authority. In other words. Sometimes it's parents. But you don't allow some 40 pound devil to bully you around. You are full grown in the spirit, the blood I'm not an English teacher. But I learned the thing or two when I was in school, believe it or not. I learned the difference between can and may. Can means you have the ability to do something. But may means you have the permission to do something. And in this scripture, the devil doesn't have a can. He only has a may. And the only way he may do something is if the church lays down. If the believer lays down, if if you allow him to, he will do what he wants to do, but he can't do it unless you allow him to do it. And so I encourage you today, wherever you are, I'm not here judging you, I'm here to strengthen you and to speak into your life and tell you. Just talking- And when it is applied to your life, it gives you victory over the enemy. Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 22. Those that are blind and broken and maimed, or have an ulcer or a, a scab, you shall not offer to the Lord nor make an offering by fire of them on the altar of the Lord. If someone is blind or broken or made, something internally is wrong. Huh? I believe we know what it's like to have something internally wrong with us, don't we? All of us do. If something is an ulcer or a scab or something externally wrong, something is going on on the outside, I believe we all know what it's like to have something on the outside going wrong. The lamb referred to in Leviticus chapter 22 is a representation of Jesus. It is a perfect lamb. No natural lamb could ever compare, but it has been as perfect as naturally possible. The lamb used to sacrifice couldn't have anything wrong with it. And on the outside or the inside, that was visible. If the lamb had a blemish, God would reject it. Now please understand me today. God does not reject anyone. Did you hear me? Just yell that in your house right there. Wherever you're living and and listening today. And say God doesn't reject anyone. Amen. Don't misunderstand me. But God doesn't reject people who have problems on the inside or the outside. He doesn't reject a person. He rejects the problem. He doesn't reject the sinner, he rejects the sin. And so God allows the lamb, the sacrifice, that takes the place of it, and takes his blood and makes an atonement for the imperfection. And in other words, even though God rejects your issue, he stepped in and made you a way that you and I could be made whole. He rejects our sin, he rejects our issue, he rejects our blemish or our mess, but he then steps in by his own blood and makes a way that we can come into his perfection and in our spirit may be made perfect, glory to God. And so the lamb had to be an opposite of everything we are. The lamb had to be spotless and perfect inside and out. Why? To take care of every problem that you and I have on the inside and the outside. Because the Lamb was perfect in every way, you can now have perfect peace. Did you hear me? I said because the Lamb was perfect, you and I now can have perfect peace. He didn't say you can have perfect peace whenever things were on your side, right? So you can have perfect peace, you can have perfect joy, you can have perfect rest, you can have a perfect victory in your heart and in your soul, because even though the turmoil is raging, you know that you've been made perfect through it by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so when If you're sick today, don't settle for strength to endure your sickness. Amen. Amen. Healing belongs to you. Amen. Don't settle for nothing less than perfection, divine health of the Lord. Now as I said, I'm not saying that if things are happening in your life that you've sinned or you've done something wrong, it means that we have an enemy and you've got to that in our hearts that we're going to sell this once and for all and we're going to keep the perfect peace of God in our lives. Amen. It's time to grab hold of the perfect health, the perfect rest, the perfect joy, the perfect deliverance, inside and out. Inside and out. How, how can I do that, Pastor? You can do that because of the blood of you. You can do that because the blood has been applied to your life. And from the beginning, God has always had a lamb. Whenever God looked at man, he, he has seen him through the perfect blood of the lamb. He doesn't see us through the lenses of all of our sins, past and all of our trouble. He sees us through the blood, and he sees us for who we are. Amen. I want to remind you today that Jesus is the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. And no matter where you may have been, no matter where you may be presently now, you may have known Him as your Savior and your Lord and you've been drawn drawn away by the things of this world and you no longer have a personal relationship, but today's the day to get back in the house. Today's the day to get covered by the blood of Jesus and say, commit my life to you. I want to surrender my life to you and be Savior and Lord of my life. Maybe you never know him, but today is the day. that you call upon the name of Jesus and, and get in the I'm I'm talking to somebody here today. It's time for you to get into the house. It's time for you to get in the place of safety. Don't be playing with the devil. accident that you tuned in today. It's no accident that you come to this this place, in this moment, and you hear me speak these words today. It's, it's God that is working on your behalf to bring you about. Listen, all of this chaos and turmoil in our world today is not taking God by any surprise. In fact The prophet David Wilkerson in 1986 prophesied the very thing that is taking place today. He declared in 1986 and he said that the plague will come upon this nation. And he said that it will hit New York City like nothing has ever hit New York City. And he said that it will cause prayerless saints to begin to pray. And from the pulpit, the preachers of the pulpit will cry out to God. And he said after this plague has come to our nation, that at the end result would be the third great awakening in our nation. I want to tell you today that that's exactly what God is doing. It has not taken him by surprise, but he's going to work all of this for his good. let's walk in divine authority today, amen, glory to God we're going to sing here this morning I want you to make your your place wherever you are an altar, I want you to make your place a place of worship, I want you to cry out to God however is appropriate for you in this moment and receive the goodness of God, call on his name, hallelujah and be saved, if you've never And show you great and mighty things you know not of. Whatever you need today, it's already been provided in the atonement. Hallelujah. It's the scene today. Come on.